So much of the time we're absorbed in our own lives. We're concerned with our own problems and trying to find solutions to those problems. And we're not truly present in the conversation. Just think about how much of a waste of time that is just to be engaging only half-heartedly in conversations. That goes for at work and in our personal lives. We don't have all the time in the world, right? So we really need to make our social interactions count, particularly the ones that mean the most to us. So today I'm giving you five strategies to make the most out of your conversations. And if you're ready, let's get into it. Every time we participate in conversation, the goal is to do that mindfully. That means take the focus off of you and place it on the conversation partner. What is the person saying? How is the person saying it? What tone of voice are they using? What body language are they using? What expressions are they using? The best way to approach mindfulness in social interaction is to let go of the ego. So don't think about how you're going to impress them or what image you think you're projecting of yourself onto them or anything else that takes the focus away from the conversation and from the person who's speaking. If you're overly worried about how you're presenting yourself, you're either going to be presenting yourself too stiff or inauthentic when you don't mean to be. So definitely don't focus solely on yourself. And I would be so bold as to say not to focus on yourself at all because the point is that interaction and trying to understand that other person. So with that in mind, let's move on to the five strategies. Strategy one, plan out what you want to ask. Much like you would prepare for an interview or a high stakes phone call, I encourage you to prepare some key points and questions. This will help focus the conversation on key points and help you eliminate any fluff, anything that's not that important, anything that's superficial and not going to get anywhere. When planning out what you want to ask, think big picture and high level. Once you've determined the tone of the conversation, as well as the direction that you want to go in, for example, life advice, stories from their youth, a challenge they've overcome, then you can point to specific instances, events, or questions that help guide the conversation naturally. But again, you have a few things in mind so that it's not a waste of their time and you're doing a good job of coming prepared. So what you can do is jot down an outline or just keep it in the back of your mind, having looked at it before, ahead of time, before the conversation, right? To promote natural flow of conversation, I'd actually recommend that you stick to no more than three bullet points so that you have that on your mind without trying to fumble for your phone or a piece of paper or to try to read something that you wrote in chicken scratch on a post-it. So really just familiarize yourself with what you want to ask, things that you want to touch on, points that you want to highlight, and keep that fresh top of mind. So we also really don't want to use a phone because when we're in conversations, if you have your phone even in sight or on the table, it makes for a less natural and calm flow in that social interaction. Research shows this. So put the phone away. Don't have it out. You're also going to be tempted to look at your phone and you want to keep that out of sight. You really want to be laser focused on the person and the conversation 
and not have any distractions in your way or be tempted by that. You want both parties engaging to their fullest without any notification bells stealing your attention. Strategy number two, ask better questions. The central theme to this is that you're going to be mindful of their time and energy. So formulate questions that get to the heart of what you want to ask. And again, you know what you want to ask because you've thought about it ahead of time, right? Once you've scheduled this conversation with this person, you know more or less what you want to be talking about. And if you don't, well, then that might be something to sort of keep in the back of your mind the next time you have a conversation with the person. So if you're talking to a mentor or a family member about a life experience that they've had or seeking out their life advice, be attuned to any sensitivities surrounding those experiences. Because if certain events drum up painful memories, things that they don't want to discuss, things that they just, you know, start making them upset or bring tears to their eyes, you don't want to have them go through that. So if you can, I would really encourage you to be very mindful. If you're going to ask things like that, then you really want to make sure that you have really solid rapport with this person, that you've sort of warmed them up to the idea of asking them certain questions that might recall certain memories. You really want to be respectful of them. That's the key word here. So tread lightly. And the best thing really is to ask their permission. You know, I really want to hear about that experience, but I, I want to ask your permission first. Are you okay with talking about this? Or I want to do this in a respectful way. I don't want to overstep. You know, framing it in that way shows that at least you're trying. And then they're going to decide if they want to share that kind of memory with you or not. Or maybe they can just sort of talk about the silver lining, right? And that's a good way of framing it, framing it in a positive light. So you can ask their permission, be empathetic, of course, and show that you're cognizant of heavy emotions that might be tied to specific memories. And when I say ask better questions, that means two things. To ask a more meaningful question, so digging beneath the surface, nothing superficial and silly. And then also to be aware of how you are asking that question, right? So be paying attention to sensitivities, cultural or otherwise, that the speaker might have and respecting that if somebody doesn't want to talk about something, don't force them. They don't have to. So respect their emotions and wishes and then move the conversation forward in a positive direction. Strategy three, listen to the answers carefully. You've heard me say this before that communication is a two-way street. You talk, but you also listen. And in the context of having meaningful conversations, you want to be extra aware of your listening skills. Be sure not to over-talk, and in fact, make it your goal to listen more than you speak. When you do speak, you can think of good segues and connectors to expand on what's been shared, asking an elaboration question or a clarification question. So really thinking about what are the next steps? What's the next possible thing that they can say that connects and ties into the central theme of the conversation? And that brings me to the next strategy. Strategy four, find good follow-ups. 
Because you're doing such a great job listening and you're really fully engaged, you'll have no problem thinking of what to ask next. And since you can't necessarily prepare your follow-up questions ahead of time as they're unfolding naturally and they're contingent upon what's already been communicated and what's been shared, what you can consider is big picture themes. Those are potential directions you can take the conversation. For instance, what were the teachable moments? How did you grow from this experience? What motivated you to pursue XYZ? What were you thinking at the time, if you can recall? So coming up with high-level follow-up questions is something you can prepare ahead of time, but the best thing to do here is to be plugged in. Plugged into the conversation and the tone of the conversation, and then you'll find those follow-up questions naturally. In fact, they'll come easy to you. The way you can tell, the easier it is to ask a follow-up question is tied to how well you were paying attention, meaning how well you were listening. All right, strategy five, show up ready to learn. Be receptive to their ideas, their insights, their advice, their lessons learned, and be ready to soak up the wisdom they impart on you. Keep judgment out of the equation, as we always say, and listen with empathy and compassion. If you don't understand something, then ask another question. There is no harm in that provided that you're doing it in a respectful way, of course. And when you're showing up to learn, no question is too silly and no idea is too small. So keep that in mind. Receptiveness receptiveness is about opening your mind and expanding your worldview. It makes for a better conversation experience. And because you're fully engaged and you're ready to learn, the conversation partner is going to see that and they're going to be more willing to help you and to give feedback and give advice and share their stories and open up to you, right? Because that's also built on a foundation of trust. So we discussed five strategies to position yourself better to have meaningful conversations. Most of the time when we have conversations with people, we are so preoccupied with our own lives and our own problems and our own solutions to those problems that we are not fully present. Just think back to the most recent conversation you had, were you fully present and mindful or were you thinking about what you were going to make for dinner later? So these five strategies are the antidote to distracted listening and they also give you a blueprint for having conversations that go beyond the superficial and into the more meaningful. And so I encourage you to give these techniques a go in your next conversation and just keep trying them out. The more you use them, the better you will get and the more second nature they will come. So they'll just happen naturally as you're having conversation, as you're doing social interaction, you won't even have to think about active listening and asking good follow-up questions because they will just happen with practice, of course. All right, Explorers, that is it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me for this lesson. I do hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, please give it a big thumbs up if you're watching here on YouTube. And if you're listening to our podcast, then make sure to leave us a nice review. That really helps us out and you can leave up to five stars. So we appreciate that so much. And if you are interested in reading this as a blog post, then you can check out our transcript of this lesson, which is on our blog at explearning.co forward slash blog. And while you're there, you can feel free to sign up for our newsletter. It is 100% free and you'll get 
newest lessons from us as well as lessons from the archives on any exploring lesson that will help you enrich your lives both personally and professionally. And if English is not your first language and you would like to improve your pronunciation in English and your speaking skills in English, then be sure to check out advancedenglish.co and our Advanced English Podcast, which you can easily search wherever you listen to your podcasts and also our YouTube channel. So be sure to check those resources out as well. All right, I will see you in the next Exploring Lesson. Until then, keep up the awesome work and I will see you soon. Happy exploring, everyone.